This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. And and so we're going to jump right in here. We're going to really focus on um, anxiety today, um, and, and giants still fall. Um, and and I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna open this up in prayer. I'm gonna share our opening scripture here, and then we're gonna. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we're going to share some stories, some of our struggles with these things and, and kind of how we have dealt with them personally, and I'm sure it, it should relate to somebody in here, and how we can overcome these things, amen? We are by no means psychiatrists, clinical, nothing. We actually have, we're, 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 we're pastors, okay, so we're going to approach this from a spiritual level. And I believe it can line up with certain pragmatic processes and stuff like that. We actually have actual professionals in the behavioral health world in this room. So they're going to be evaluating my message today. No, I'm just kidding. No, really, th- we have some serious professionals in here uh, that work. And they're social workers and all that good stuff. And so we're not claiming to be that. Yeah. And how these two can really, can really merge and we can walk through these things. And uh, God's ultimate goal is your health. Amen. And so anything healthy grows. And so that's God's heart for you is your health. God's heart for this church is not numerical growth. It is health because anything healthy will grow. And my heart as a pastor, I said this to our growth track. We had four people in growth track this morning. Come on, somebody. Woo, woo. Okay. We got a deacon excited about it over here. Uh, But... um, I was sharing. What, what did I just say? I just lost my train of thought there. Yes, and that our heart as a, as, a, as a, my heart as a pastor, us as a church is health, is health. Amen? Um, you can't produce fruit if you're not healthy. You can't produce if you're not planted. Planting is about health. Amen? All right, let me pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Father God, for this message you have laid on us that you have put on us to walk our community through and we thank you for freedom in our soul that you restore our soul and that lord we thank you god that we are in you and we live and move and have our being in you and lord we pray that this word will change the very nature of the people in this room into the image of Jesus, and we thank you for what you're going to do in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. amen. Okay, I'm going to open up. Open your Bibles to John chapter 16, verse 33, and then my wife's going to share some things, and so here we go, okay? John 16, verse 33. Here is the text for the day. This is it. Take this home with you, folks. These things, this is Jesus talking. These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Somebody say Amen. In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have problems. In this world, there will be drama. Somebody say amen. Amen. But be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And so that's why we're talking about these things. Giants still fall. How to overcome. Jesus overcame the world. He in me empowers me to overcome the world and everything in it. So I just wanted to start there, guys, that this is an overcoming message. We're going to expose these things and really look at them and define them and see how they try to operate and work in our life. And, and I'm, we're not by no means trying to solve everybody's problem through one sermon series, but I believe these are just tools, okay? We just want to give you some tools because Jesus, Jesus' entire desire for your life is, 
is victory in every area. Amen? And so that's what we're going to talk about here. And so um, did you want to um, jump in and add anything to that, babe, before I just talk the whole time? No, I didn't mean to add anything there. But we do want to define what anxiety is, like what the definition of it is. And what's interesting, um, when you look in the Bible, when you look up the word um, anxiety, um, just the different scriptures that are associated with that word, it's so contrary to what the word is. Um, what the word anxiety means and what it's defined as. The word pulls up scriptures that have to do with um, overcoming uh, the world. It has to do with um, getting, um, being anxious for nothing. Like, there's so many scriptures that come up in opposition of what anxiety is because these are the tools that we need to be able to overcome it. So when you put that word into your Bible app, it'll give you scriptures that you can use to fight anxiety. Yes. It's your weapon. Yes. It gives you the... Yes, the there you go. Yes. ...to use to fight anxiety. So I just thought it was cool, like, when we were preparing for this, that um, the Bible is full of truth, and it addresses every situation that you could possibly ever encounter in your life. If you're looking for an answer, you will find it in the Bible. That's right. You will. Yes. People are like, well, the Bible was old, and it was written however many years ago. You will find an answer in this book. Yeah. You will. So I just want to encourage you, as we, even as we're talking and as, mm -hmm. as we're teaching this morning, um, like you said, we're not medical professionals. We're here to equip you to fight um, on a spiritual level, how to attack mm -hmm. this on a spiritual level. Um, and that is what we're here for. Um, so the mental health side of it, um, we do have resources in-house, though, um, for that side of it as well. But we mm -hmm. do want to just focus on the spiritual tools mm -hmm. that you can use to overcome anxiety. So the definition of anxiety is distress or uneasiness of mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. Um, in psychiatry, it's a state of apprehension and psychic tension occurring in some forms of mental disorder. Mm -hmm. um, That's dictionary.com. <laughs> That's the yeah. dictionary definition yeah. of anxiety. We got some more, guys. We got some more. We're loaded here. All right. Um, the definition of anxiety in Hebrew um, is to take thought, carefulness, fear, heaviness, sorrow. So in the Old Testament, whenever you see anxious, like it, it's, it, you know, we're going to share some scriptures, but it talks about, you know, anxious thoughts. And actually, if you read the King James Version, that's super old school. I mean, Pastor Nick says I'm old school, but I'm not that old school. But I do reference it every once in a while. Um, but it's just a reference, right? It's not the Bible I read. You know what I'm saying? Somebody say it, man. Are you guys all right out there? I know we're talking about anxiety. Loosen up. Jeez. People are like. Um. But, uh, but in, the, in, the, in the Old Testament, so when you look up that, that's what it means. Uh, actually, sorry, in the King James Version, when it says my thoughts many times, if you unpack that word, it actually means anxiety. So what anxiety is in the Hebrew definition is when we have a thought and we take that and absorb it and start to mull it over and it becomes an anxious thought. So many times, this is a tool here, and I know my wife's going to read the next definition of the Greek definition. As many times you get a thought, and when you take that thought, it's an unhealthy thought, it's an anxious thought, you're, it's the doorway to stress, and you're tripping out, and you're about to break down and call somebody to help you out. Somebody say amen. Have anybody ever done that? And so, so, many, so many times the tool from the Hebraic approach is to cast your 
cares on the Lord. And, and so in the, many times, uh, sometimes we, we, we have a thought, and when we take it, we start to act on it, that's when anxiety begins right there, because we took thought. That's what it means. So. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, definition in Greek, so in the New Testament, it's defined as distracted, to be divided into parts, to go to pieces because you're being pulled apart. Anybody been there? <laughs> yeah, once or twice. <laughs> right. Like it's the whole thought about anxious thinking, it begins in your mind. Mm -hmm. Anxiety begins in your mind. Um, and then it feeds what leads, what comes after anxiety, it will lead to depression. And that's coupled with fear. So all of it is tied together and it starts with your thinking. That's why the Bible is so clear about um, being renewed and being transformed in your way of thinking. Um, because when you get your thinking right, then things start to change. You have control over what you're thinking. You have control over what you dwell on. You don't always have control over what comes into your mind, but you have control over whether you're gonna sit there and dwell on it or if you're gonna let it go. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times our natural default as people is to dwell on the hard things. We'll sit there and try and navigate. Well, well, we'll think about different scenarios. We'll say, okay, well, if I do this, this might happen. If I do this, this might happen. If I do this, this might happen. And you just start breaking out, breaking down the whole process from like the thought to what the outcome could be. And you don't ever really know what an outcome could be. That's why the Bible talks about casting your care on the Lord. That's why the Bible says to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Mm -hmm. Because when we're able to do that, those thoughts don't overtake us and control us. We're able to say, I have a bigger God than this. When there is, and I'm not telling you to not think things through, to not process things. What I'm talking about is when a thought becomes so, um, such a focus in our mind, that everything we do filters back to this thought. Where you start doing something and your, your mind just keeps coming back to this place where you're dwelling on this thing and the horrible things that could happen as a result of this. That is not God's best way for you to think and to process things. The Bible, where's the scripture where it talks about to, um, thinking on these things? It's in Philippians, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yes. We're supposed to think on the things that are pure, that are yeah. holy, yeah. that are good. Um, there's a reason the Bible talks about those things because we know that in life, things are going to happen. There are going to be things that are going to throw you off course for a minute. But the Bible, the Bible is what we're supposed to dwell on. When we're thinking the thoughts in our minds, what we're, the thoughts that we're supposed to dwell on, the things that we're supposed to think on is the Word of God. Why? Because the Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is truth. And it will always stand when you're fighting a lie in your head. The Word of God will always triumph over the lie that's in your head. And that's why you have to know what the Word of God says. That's why we're always challenging you and we say, what does the Bible say about that? What is in you that can come out? For example, when, when um, and we're gonna talk about some of our mm -hmm. personal um, experiences, but um, some of the things, when there are thoughts that pop up into my mind and I start to go down that rabbit, that rabbit path of, oh my goodness, what if this happens or what if this happens? Immediately, my spirit will release a scripture. Immediately, mm -hmm. a scripture pops up and I'm like, okay, I could dwell on that or I could keep going down this road. <laughs> and you have to make a choice in that moment. Am I gonna keep thinking about this 
or am I going to think about this scripture that just popped up and, and actually believe that what the scripture is, is actually truth, and it's going to defeat the lie that's in my mind. When your spirit is alive, when your spirit is full of the word of God, that is what responds to the anxious thoughts that are in your mind. Mm -hmm. That is where that comes from. And a lot of times we miss that. We'll have a scripture that pops up and we're like, well, I already know that. Or, right. or it's not, I know that already. I just need to figure this out. But the Lord is trying to give you a tool. The Holy Spirit is trying to give you something to be able to help you fight something in a moment. Because it's anxiety is not um, one big thing. It's many little things that sometimes lead yeah. up to something huge. Mm -hmm. where, where it can lead up to an anxiety attack or a panic attack. But if you don't fight it in those little moments, mm -hmm. those little moments will overtake you. Mm -hmm. And you'll come to a point where you're like, I don't know how I got here. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's the spirit of God inside of you. When that scripture comes up, find the scripture. And you're like, oh, I think there's a scripture about this. Look it up. Mm -hmm. you, have a, yeah. you have a phone, put it in the Bible app. Look right. for the scripture that has that word in it. Right. I guarantee you right. it'll come up. That's the yeah. Holy Spirit trying to help you out. Mm -hmm. That's good. And your flesh, and uh, what I mean by flesh is like our nature or maybe a state of an attitude we're in. I, I'll, be, I'll, have, I'll be in a state of a certain attitude, and I per, I'm just being honest with you. I don't personally feel like reading my Bible sometimes. Is, am I the only one? Yeah, okay. People are like, they're not going to raise their hand, but they're like, I'm with you. I don't want the person next to me. No, I don't. But it's in those moments that really count, that really count, because it's like, telling Gia to eat her broccoli and she'll negotiate even her carrots I gave her carrots last night I was like eat, your, eat four carrots she's like two <laughs> every time homegirl would negotiate and sometimes I feel like we negotiate with God on kind of the spiritual prescription somebody say amen and and so and, and there are moments what I'm saying there that is just the reality of being human that the, the that I don't always feel like diving into the scripture that God awakens in my spirit in the moment. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I know I'm going to preach on Sunday anyways. <laughs> right? And so that, that's the defining moment of, okay, I need to do this because it's, it's, it's my broccoli, it's my vitamins, it's, and I want to I come out of this thing healthy. And so it is normal to not feel like reading the word or meditate. It is normal to not feel it, but it is it is Christ-like. It is our responsibility to do it regardless. Amen, Pastor Sean. Okay, here we go. Here's a scripture. Okay, first, next question here. How do I overcome anxiety? So how do I overcome it? We kind of shared a little bit about that. And so here's a scripture here, Psalm 94, 19. Psalm 94, verse 19. I'll read it here, and it'll be up on the screen. In the multitude of my anxieties. Anybody ever have more than one anxiety? More than one worry, two worry, three worry, four, right? All kind of worries. Look at your neighbor and say, all kind of worries. Okay. I'm having problems, Pastor. I'm having problems. I got 99 anxiety. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So in the multitude of my, this is the Bible, in the multitude of my anxieties within me, in me. Anybody, you know what I'm talking about when it's in you? Um, your comforts delight my soul. I personally, I was just confessing this scripture over myself this week. Um, just going about my business. I was just saying it by faith. I didn't feel it. I was saying, God, thank you. Your comforts delight my soul. 
He's the comforter. And, and, and I was just saying that. And so here it is, guys. And we're going to get into this. I'll let my wife share here. But you got to know your triggers. Everybody got a trigger. All right? And there's things that trigger you and could begin a pathway down a dark place. Or just... Or, or, or just a trigger that could cause you to do something stupid. Or, amen. Come on, people. Talk to me here. And so you got to know your triggers. You got to know yourself. You got to know, you know, you, and you got to have people around you that know your triggers. Um, I'm talking healthy people that are going to help you. All right. And, and some people are looking at me like, no, they know my triggers and I don't want them to flip that switch. Right. But but what I mean by that is that they that, that they know you. They know kind of your propensity. Um, and so know your triggers. And so um, Crystal Gale, uh, you want to share with us maybe something personally that you would say is a trigger for you that where anxiety would try to come in. Um, one of my triggers is. Uh is like the fear of being stuck. Like, that this is what my life is gonna look like all the time, every time, every day, all day. Like, think that things will change, that I will get into this rut and never be able to get out of the rut. So, um, and how that's triggered is, um, if we get really uh, busy, if we get where we're just going, 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 and there's no time to kind of collect yourself. Refuel, refresh. And refresh, because as much as people may think I'm an extrovert, I'm actually an introvert. Like, I like to be at home, like. She likes to be chilling on the couch, reading a book, sipping tea. <laughs> like, that's how I. That's what she does. That's how I recharge. That's how I um, refuel. And, and with our kids, with our schedules, with work with with everything there are times where it gets so intense that every few months or so she'll say i'll say i need i need, I need, a, break. I need a break and i'm thinking what for <laughs> that's not his trigger. did i do something wrong Clearly, every few months, I'm, I'm like, like didn't we go on something like three months ago or something girl come on i did no yeah and it yeah and it was like some ministry thing i was like babe i felt refreshed she's like that wasn't a break that was ministry. Yes. <laughs> I need, like, to get out of... Like, out. For real, out. No, out of the house, out of the city, off of social media, out. Go. Um, because I know, I can feel that, that, that moment of, like, a downward yeah. moment. Trigger. That's her trigger. Get that time. Mm -hmm. And I tell him, I give him a heads up. Yeah, she does. It's like there's margin. There's margin between the now and the breakdown. She tells me three weeks early, so I better act quick. Because it's coming. It's coming. It is coming. You see me start acting a certain way? It's because I'm trying to tell you I need a, I need a breather. I need mm -hmm. a break. Yeah. Know your triggers. And that's a serious trigger for me because mm -hmm. when it when I don't get to that point, then mm -hmm. I get to a point where, which this happened last year where I was like, he wasn't preaching on a Sunday. And I said, I'm staying home today. You can take the kids, um, but I, I need the day mm -hmm. by myself. Nobody here. I just need to be by myself. And he's like, so you want me to take the kids all day? I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's a that's an honest question. Take them, do whatever you want today. But I need 
some time to refresh and it, I don't ever want it to get to the extreme like that where it's just like yeah that's where burnout happens yes. so I think burnout's overrated you just need to set boundaries yes. are you trying to say I don't have boundaries no no you're you're talking about your boundaries she's very clear about her boundaries okay so no what I'm I'm just encouraging people here somebody say I'm burnout I'm no that's uh, can I can I be honest with you that's your fault come on somebody so that's your fault so and I understand things there can be an event of stress but but if this is long like what what man you, you're not Jesus why are you trying to carry all that we talked about that last week that's that you did that so if you if you, you need your break have your break have, know your trigger and 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 do that thing right limits. yeah limits that's what it, yeah we all have that internal yeah. That internal thing. Yeah, it's like self-imposed anxiety. Yeah, it's like you have that thing the same ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 you know. Yeah. And we're like, no, I can, it's okay. I and, just need to mm. listen to yourself, listen yeah. to your body, listen to, because a lot of times your body will start speaking to you. It'll be like your body, you start to get sick because you're so tired. You start to get weary and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe you just need to take a little breather, take a yeah. step back. I just think that, that the Lord does his best to warn us, and he gives us signs. He'll show us, he'll tell us, and we'll ignore them. We'll just keep on going, and he's like, I'm trying to help you out. And then we get to the point where we just can't do it anymore. And mm -hmm. then you pull out of everything. And mm -hmm. then it's like all of a sudden you're, you isolate, and that then leads to depression. So mm -hmm. all of this, their triggers, it starts with a trigger, and if you don't catch those signs and you don't know mm -hmm. what your triggers are, mm -hmm. um, you will find yourself in cycles mm -hmm. where you keep circling around to the same thing. You might, you might have a moment where you get free of something and you're like, okay, I made it through this time. Maybe the next time it might, it might not be like that. Mm -hmm. God's grace is sufficient in every situation, but he's given us wisdom. He's given us the ability to, to recognize things and see things. We just need to start listening. We need to start listening and acting when we start sensing those things in our hearts and even just in our lives. Mm -hmm. He's not going to leave you hanging. He knows. He knows what you're going through. So mm -hmm. he's going to tell you, mm -hmm. get your stuff together. Mm -hmm. Like, here's a sign. Go take a nap. Yeah, take a nap. Yes. Anybody like naps out there? I like naps, but I don't ever get Dur naps. No, she doesn't get naps. I like naps, but... Dorita likes naps. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you, yeah, you got to know your rhythm, too. Some people aren't nap people, but there's something that allows you to, to breathe, okay? He was asking me, he's like, I feel like you're reading a lot. And I said, listen, I like to read fiction. I like stories. Um, I have life books, and then I like fiction books because fiction just tells stories. You get to just go jump into somebody else's world and just read something mm -hmm. and enjoy yourself. It's like, you've been reading a lot. I said, I need this. Don't take away my books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me read my stories and I'll be good to go. My, is, that, is that the Bible you're reading over there, girl? What you reading? Make sure you get some word in there, girl. Come on now. Better read that word. He helps me out. That ain't that's, that's Proverbs 31. Better be reading that. That is one of reading? my ways of letting things kind of rest. You don't even know the books now. It's on an iPad. So I'm like, what is that? What you reading? No. Listen to him talking. How about you talk about your truth? I am. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. No. 
No, that's good. It is. Yeah, when we were driving in the car, I was like, oh, you've been reading a lot. And you just needed that kind of. Yeah. That's my thing. Yes. Okay, Job, Job, let's go to the, the scripture. Yeah, Job. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate. But Job, Job chapter 20, verse 2. Here we go. And I'm going to share my, some of my triggers. Uh, we all got them. But Job 20, verse 2. This is one of Job's friends or whatever. Therefore, my anxious thoughts make me answer. Um, because of the turmoil within me. And this is the thing, you can't allow your anxieties to have a voice. Um, and I know it's real, the feeling is real, but you gotta slow it down, pump the brakes, and speak what the word says. Look at this, therefore my anxiety, my anxious thoughts make me answer. No, they don't have to make you answer. You gotta, be, you gotta watch your, your, your words, and this is what we're gonna get into, is you gotta never underestimate the power of words, whether they're life-giving or death-causing. Uh, never, I'm gonna say it again, never underestimate the power of words, whether they are life-giving or death-causing. Words are powerful. It, life itself, the universe, is as a result of words. Amen? And so words are so powerful. Um, and so, therefore, the, my anxious thoughts make me answer because of the turmoil within me. And this isn't everybody, but I just want to say this, and I'm going to share some of my triggers, is that many times anxiety, like I said, was, it's, can be self-imposed. It's just something you've got to monitor. You've got to steward your mouth a little better. Amen? I think we all can. Because sometimes it's an open door in our personal life that through habits, through maybe the way we grew up, that we just think it's supposed to be like that and there's certain doors you can close. Whether that's a person that causes it in your life that doesn't need to have that kind of access anymore. Somebody say amen. It could be a way of thinking. It could be an addiction that, that, or a crutch in your life. Um, wh whether it could be um, any kind of thing that we, that thing is because of the turmoil that's in me. There's anxiety that comes out. That isn't always the case, but that's something we want to look out for. As far as me, uh, some of my triggers, which I have noticed, is I, I have dealt with um, and walked through from childhood on a fear of not succeeding or a fear of not accomplishing or a fear of not making the thing happen. Okay? And so what that plays out, that's a trigger because if I'm doing what I'm called to do, and I walk away from it, and I'm unhappy with the way I did it. If I'm not careful, I will go down a dark path. Um, I'll get inward. It's really, you know, I'll get depressed. That, that anxious thought will lead me down a road where I'm not doing so good. Um, and so, even I preached at our OC campus on Thursday, and I wasn't happy with it, was I? No, he wasn't happy. <laughs> but, yeah, it was okay. Good. It was good. It was good. I did better. And his process normally, I'll tell you what his process is after church. So you can give, give, I will give you a little picture of my world. So after <laughs> church on a Sunday, we leave and um, we talk about the service. We talk about the day. Which is normally triggered by my communication. Because I'm like, how'd it go? How'd we do? What are we doing? How could we do better? Go ahead. How was my message? Yeah. And I'll say, oh, it was good. He's like, well, what was good about it? <laughs> 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 Let me think about that. <laughs> Um, but sometimes if he doesn't if I'm not, yeah. feel like it was good, he will get into his head and he'll start to 
think about all the things he could have done better, how he could have said it better, how he could have ministered better, how he could have prepared better. It just takes him down this road. And sometimes I'm like, great, we're going to be stuck like this all out. <laughs> homegirl, home, homegirl can turn it off. I'm like, babe, this is my heart and soul. These are, these are my sheep. I am the pastor. And I'm like, can we go to lunch? We still have children. <laughs> We have to entertain for the rest of the day. You need to pull yourself yes. out of that. Somebody say trigger. trigger. And um, this is why it's good that yeah. we're married. Because I yeah. help him out. He yeah. helps me out. Yeah. But this particular, after Thursday. Um, I wasn't happy with it. He wasn't. But I told him, I was like, you know, you came out of that and you weren't so funky. Yeah. She, she said it was funky, but not funky funky. Because right. <laughs> sometimes he's funky funky. Yeah. It's just funky. Yeah. And I yeah. Yeah. Just a little funk. I mean, by the time we got home, the funk was gone. <laughs> I was like, you processed that really well. I'm like, did I? Yeah. Keep talking, baby. Keep yeah. talking. <laughs> but I think you have to make the choice. Yeah, it's a choice. You have to choose. Yes. That is so good that he always gives us a choice. That's right. You choose your emotions. Just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that that's how you need to actually live or act. Your feelings will lie to you every single time. Yes. And it doesn't take yes. away the legitimacy of how you feel. Because sometimes you can legit feel upset about something or hurt about something, and that is okay. It's just when our feelings overtake everything, where everybody around you is feeling how you feel. And they, had a, they were having a great day, and they encountering you, and suddenly, they're like, I'm not having such a great day anymore. Can you come out of your funk, please? Listen, as believers, we have Jesus. That's right. Yes. Inside of us. Amen. Not saying that we are exempt from feelings and ex experiencing things in life. We're not. We are totally experiencing things that everybody else is experiencing. It's just that we have the tools to live beyond that. We have the tools to fight that and to not get lost in that because you can yeah. get lost in your emotions and That's your right. feelings. That's right. They do not control you. They do not control you. That's you right. You have control over your emotions. That's right. And the things things will just keep this world things are just gonna keep coming at you. Mm -hmm. That is just the way this world is. But God has given you the ability to rise up. The spirit of God inside of you has to rise up and fight what the emotions that are coming at Yes, yes. So. That's so good. So good. Come on, give it up for Crystal Gale, everybody. Okay, here we go. So never underestimate the power of words. That's, a, that's really a main a, a takeaway today, guys. Never underestimate the power of words. Here's the next, last scripture, and then we're going to share just a couple more things. Proverbs 12, verse 25. Here it is right here. This is kind of leading us into next week about depression. Look at this. This is in the Bible. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. So if you don't stop it at the anxious thought point, you will end up in depression one way or another, okay? But here it is. Don't underestimate the power of words. A good word makes it glad. But a good, who, where's that word going to come from? I'm going to tell you right now, at the end of the day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it's got to come from your mouth. All right, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The, you know, the, the turmoil in me, as we read about in, in Job there, um, and the anxious thought made me answer because of turmoil with me. And anxiety in the heart of man, anxious thought, 
in the heart of man causes depression. And I just want to give you, this is the definition of depression. It is literally the Hebrew word shaka, which means worship. It's the same word we use in scripture for worship. So depression is misdirected worship. We are worshiping the wrong thing. It's the same word in the scripture. When it talks about bowing down before the Lord, right here, it's the same thing. You are bowing down to something that is not Jesus. You are bowing down to something that is not God. And, and when, we, when we allow, I'm here to tell you right now, when you take your, the word in your heart, you speak the word, you, you will flip the script on that depression, and that's where worship needs to happen. I'm here to tell you right now, I shared this last week, worship saves me time and time again because worship is the opposite of depression it is the same word so so to bow down it is misdirected worship you're bowing down to the wrong thing i'm not saying the emotion isn't real i'm not beating you up for having those feelings and for and for having to walk through something like that but worship and here it is here it is god did not give you um, a spirit of fear or, or or he gave us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So the way we combat depression is worship because it is the same thing. It's just directed to the wrong individual. Somebody say amen. Um, and then we will probably just answer one question. Go for today. it. Um, but just one more point, and we'll close with this and the question. What's in you has to be stronger than what's coming at you. There it is. Because what's coming yeah. at you is nonstop. It's just going to keep coming. That's never going to stop. But what's in you is the yeah. Spirit of God. Yeah. And the Spirit of God is more powerful than anything that's coming at you. Mm -hmm. So as believers, it's important that we understand who is inside of us and what he's given us the authority to fight mm -hmm. and how to fight. He's given us the tools. We just need to be wise enough to use the tools to be able to fight. And a lot of times we allow ourselves to get taken over by the things that are coming at us. Things just keep coming at us and we just... We just keep taking it and just keep falling and just mm -hmm. keep getting weighted down. But the Bible says that... that um, greater is he that's in you. Greater is he that, that's in me than he that's in the world. He has given you the ability to overcome. He has given you the ability that's right. to overcome. That's right. And that is not a lie. That is truth. Amen. That is truth. And we've got to grab a hold of the truth with that. So we're just going to close with one of these questions here. Um, uh, Want to do this one? Okay. Yeah. As, as, as a mental health clinician, I at times struggle with my clients, the majority who are non-believers, regarding their symptoms or diagnosis of depression, anxiety, or other mental health symptoms slash diagnosis. What are your thoughts on how therapists who are believers can educate or work with others? That's, That's a great question. Um, and I don't, I mean, we'll kind of just encourage you in your profession i believe that you're in a very powerful influential space when it comes to this stuff because you have the ultimate solution his name is jesus and the power of the holy spirit and i know and, and especially in the public sector you got to use wisdom on how you communicate and what you say and all that and how you can go down that road but um and my wife may speak something to this as well, and I, I don't, I'm not saying I'm going to give you the end-all, be-all answer, but to encourage you in your field um, that you, 
you know, the Bible says, you know, that go into all the world and preach the gospel, but it also says that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And I believe that, I'm going to say this to you, pray for wisdom on how to communicate things in the context that it could be received. If you look at Daniel, he was in Babylon, and he was a spiritual leader. If you look at Joseph, he was in a pagan environment. They were in the marketplace working, but they had influence still. And, their, and what was in them was contrary to the environment they were in entirely. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of them, they were in an environment that wasn't of the kingdom per se. They were, they were delegates of the kingdom of God in the pagan and captives, literally. They were sent as captives. Um, and so I would say, ask God for wisdom on how to communicate, how to navigate those things because you have the wisdom. And many times, even just your education and all that you know and the word of God in you, the spirit of God breathing on your life, man, you're in a powerful place to navigate people through that. And so I just want to encourage you in your vocation. Did you want to say anything? You do have to be wise in how you communicate and what you communicate because there are limitations when you're in certain professions like you can't speak about your faith, you can't speak about, mm -hmm. about God, but people will open the door. Yes. Yes, there's that overarching rule, but if someone's going to ask me a question and I'm going to say, well, it was Jesus and that is your open door. If someone is going to ask you something about your faith, or how do you do this? How do you deal with this? How do you walk through this? That's your open door. You have to just be ready in those moments, because those moments will come. They will come. Because you're, if you're living your life for the Lord, you're, you're serving him, and the light of Jesus is in you, people are naturally attracted to you anyway. Yes, yes. And they see that there's something different about you. Mm -hmm. They don't always know what it is. Some people will say, yo, you have good energy. Or you have good vibes, and you're like, that's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that's Jesus. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there are always moments where the Lord will open a door. There's a moment mm -hmm. where a person might say something or ask a question, and there's your open door. You get to talk about Jesus just in that moment because they open the door. And you should pray. Pray, God, open a door for me so I can talk about who you are and what you're able to do and how you're able to set them free. You are in a good place. If you work in that industry, that is the perfect place because Jesus needs to be there. Yes. People need to know mm -hmm. that there is a freedom that they can grab a hold of. People need to know yes. that there's more than where they are right now. Right. And you have that. Yes. Sometimes you'll have the opportunity to speak out, but there will be. If you remain faithful yes. in where God has put you and planted you, whether it's church, at work, wherever, he will make a way for you to shine a light on who he is. Mm -hmm. That's how he does it. But you have to be ready and you have to be led by the Spirit of God. And talk about being mm -hmm. led by the Spirit of God. You have to be able to hear him. Mm -hmm. So you know when he's saying, here's your chance. That's good. This person needs to hear about me mm -hmm. right now. Yes. And his grace will be with you in those moments. But you mm -hmm. have to step out in faith. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about breaking rules here. Like I'm not saying, well, I'm a Christian and God told me. And next thing you know, you get fired. That's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about There's wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. In your job. Because yeah. there, there are always opportunities to talk about Jesus. Somebody will open the door yes. um, for you to be able to talk about him. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.